podcast that rewatches, reviews, and renames ourselves to Taserface for every show, movie, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind and rate us on whatever podcast app you are currently listening to us. Or if it doesn't allow ratings, go download a podcast app that allows ratings and then review us. Today we are covering Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Part 2, which covers uh, Drax, uh, Quill, Gamora, Nebula, and Ego arriving at Ego's planet, all the way to Peter shooting Ego, apparently being a terrible house guest. <laughs> all right, and here's a quick rundown of what happens during that little middle section of the movie. Rocket Groot and Yondu are taken to the Ravager ship, which is under new leadership run by <laughs> run by Captain Taserface. Uh, in the meantime, we find out why Groot doesn't like hats. Uh, I don't agree with all of what he says, but he makes some good points. Uh, the three are imprisoned on the ship, but manage to get out. Peter, Gamora, and Drax arrive on Ego's planet. Ego explains his backstory. He's a celestial with a penis, uh, but he wants more. Uh, he explains that the planet is also a part of... Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he explains that the planet is also a part of Peter, who eventually learns to control some of it <laughs> the entire time. They're on Ego's planet. Uh, Gamora doesn't trust what's happening and starts looking around. She has an emotional fight with Peter, uh, followed by a physical fight with her sister Nebula. She wins both and patches things up with Nebula and finds a pit of corpses of the other children Ego had. Uh, at around the same time, Ego tells Peter his plan to remake the universe in its own image. Then Ego casually says he killed Peter's mom, so Peter naturally shoots Ego. Alright. I mean, I feel like he doesn't need to take over the universe to get more penises. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't understand Celestials. Like, maybe, maybe not. That's uh, yeah. I, He's had a lot of time to think about it, so maybe. <laughs> yeah. that, that really could just be how he does it's it. true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Alright, um, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? You got any L? Uh, yes, I have two, and I'm getting the feeling I'm going to be stealing both of them. Go right? ahead, I've got four, so. Perfect. <laughs> Alright, uh, so, um... Both of mine happen while uh, Rocket is piloting the ship uh, to go to Ego's planet. So uh, pretty much basically like towards the end of this third part of the middle part of the uh, of the movie, uh, we see two Cronins fighting. Um, so the Cronins are the the rock race people. We saw one of them in Thor, the Dark World. Uh, and then we also saw uh, Korg in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. I mean, we will see Korg. Uh, and then we also... Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. We will see Korg again. He will return. Um, <laughs> and then we also see Stanley. So that's the, the big obvious one. Um, kind of, in a sense, confirming a fan theory. The The fan theory was that he's a watcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not exact. I don't, I don't think he's a watcher, but maybe he works for the watchers is kind of the the theory I'm going with personally. Um, yeah. But yeah. There, there is a slight problem with uh, Stanley's cameo. <laughs> which takes some mental gymnastics to fix, but don't worry, I can. This okay. movie takes place uh, in 2014, or maybe early 2015. We don't get like an exact Earth date of when the third, first one comes out, but it's three months after the first one. And he's talking about when he was a mailman or a FedEx guy in Civil War. But that happens in 2016. 
No. So either he's a time traveler, mm-hmm. or he is thinking about when he was a FedEx guy in one of the Fantastic Four movies, and he can go multiple <laughs> universes. Okay, or third possible solution, he was a mailman multiple times. Okay, and he's just talking about a different time. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty stand- good go-to mailman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you just need to get around places to see what's going on, just get a mailman hat and walk around. Maybe a vest. I think shorts, right? That's part of the the uniform. Mm-hmm. They have to have really short shorts. Yep, really short shorts. It's actually mm-hmm. it's awkward. Um, also, another fast fact, uh, Yondu's Finn. Uh, now Yondu is comic accurate because he has a big giant fin in the comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. And next one is proof that Tony learns nothing from previous recordings. I made the same mistake I made in Doctor Strange. I forgot to look for superhero landings in part one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's only one superhero landing in all of part one and part two. So superhero landing number 82. Was Gamora landed a superhero landing after she sliced open the obelisk in part one? The big interdimensional. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you rewatch the first third? Just what I did. Um, I I just went through the two action scenes. <laughs> I, I I watched the, through that, and I watched like all of Rocket's action scene. <laughs> gotcha. Um. So moving on to our heroes. Hmm. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Someone saving the galaxy again? I guess. Awesome! We're really going to be able to jack up our prices if we're two-time galaxy savers. I saw you. You're a hero. A for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Uh, let's see, do you have a preference on which set? I mean, our, our heroes have pretty much split up and gone in separate directions. Uh, do you have a preference where we start? Um, I think we should do, I put Yondu in the heroes, um, although all he does is murder people. But I think we should do Yondu, Rocket, and Groot first, because the last people we see is um, the other group, so might as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Works for me. So yeah, let's let's uh, talk about Yondu. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we get a little bit of Yondu's backstory. He was a Kree slave for twenty eight years. Um we know that Krees don't enslave people based on skin color. Because Kree are also blue. Yeah, is he a Kree or no, he's something else, right? I yeah, I don't think he's a Kree. Yeah, Dakar pretty much did the same. Well, not. He kept Yondu for the reason when Yondu says he kept Quill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got a question about Dakar. <laughs> like, is Dakar okay. a human? <laughs> uh, probably not. Yeah, probably not. I mean, oh, hold on, hold on. Human or Earthling? Is first off, is there a difference? Okay, that's the question. That's my what I'm really getting to. Okay. Yeah. Is he a Terran, or is he just a human that's out in space? I I would assume. I mean, I guess unless we find out otherwise, human out in space, but not Terran, not from Earth. Yeah, but then there are Kree who look human. 
Like, yeah, I, um, I don't Yadarog. know how that works. Yeah, Yadarog's looks like um, Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. I, that's something I, I definitely want to look into, uh, comics wise. Like, why do some look like eight foot tall blue people, and some are just look like human earthlings, Terrans, human Terrans. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the way I rectify it in, like, Cree is just, like, blue is just another skin color. Just, like, we have different shades of skin. They also go into the blue range. But it still doesn't make <laughs> sense why there are so many humanoids. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's a sci-fi thing in general. That's true, yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's the Cree Empire, right? Mm-hmm. So it's many worlds. Um, so I guess Cree isn't just a, a single race. I guess it's a yeah. You know where we're probably going to get an answer to this now that I'm thinking about it? Um, the Eternals. The yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> the Eternals make sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I also almost did this and then found out that the internet is a thing. I almost <laughs> counted how many people um, Yandu killed with arrows. Oh, okay. I almost counted also and then after like the first handful it just it seemed like not worth it nope i just googled it and apparently there's a website called killwiki.com <laughs> is this like in this movie or tv show this is how many characters were yep. killed by this character yep exactly oh uh it's it's a rough estimate yandu mm-hmm. killed between 110 and 145 people with his arrow um in this scene <laughs> Okay, specifically the arrow. Specifically Not... the arrow, because okay. it breaks it bound by weapon. It breaks it bound by scene. So it's like I could set, differentiate Guardians one arrow scene versus Guardians two arrow scenes hmm. and stuff like okay. that. And they do it by also break it down by scene. So it was like in the 190s, but then you look ahead and like before the scene, he had like nine uh, fifty or sixty something. I can't remember the exact number. Okay. But yeah, I did the math. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Now, did they have an estimate on how many he killed after he blew up the ship to get the rest of the people he did not kill with the arrow? Um, you know what? I can easily find out. Oh, okay. I'm because my assumption is no. Like, there's absolutely no way to figure that that number out. Um, but maybe. All right. Let's see. And this is where I have uh, nothing to say. Where yeah, I'm... no, no. It does not. It does okay. not. Because it goes impaled by arrow was the last one. And the next person was taser face blown up. And then the last kill, I won't talk about because that happens later. Okay. Not an exception. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Also, uh, during that scene, it got me thinking. You know how messed up his teeth is? Yeah. Do you think he intentionally leaves it that way so he can whistle easier or better? <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe he just likes his teeth that way. He's, I mean, he's a Ravager, right? That's the name? Yeah. All right, I keep almost wanting to say Reaver. Um, so yeah, he, he's a Ravager. And <clears throat> I think they need to look cool or look tough for the things that they do. So maybe leaving his teeth that way or just on purpose. Hmm. Also, looking it up, um, he's a Centaurian. Centaurian? Like, from Alpha Centauri? Oh, okay. Got it. 
Um, I'm trying to see. They were mentioned when Sif gave Coulson that list of aliens. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's the only... Oh, and they, they give it by name in the prequel... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, prequel comic, so... Okay. Oh, okay. Back when they did prequel comics. They still do prequel comics. The Black Widow one came out, like, almost two years ago now. Oh, that's right. I remember that being... what. Sorry, so they... For a while, they were doing prequel or prelude comics, mm -hmm. and it was just... Here's uh, the previous movie, like, yeah. the lead-up. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to read this. Um, no, okay. The only prequel comic I've ever read was Marvel's Big Week, which was a prequel comic to uh, Avengers. That wasn't Fury's Big Week? That's what I meant. I don't know. What okay. did I say? <laughs> Marvel's uh, Big Week. Yeah. It's obviously um, Nick Fury's nickname, Joe Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wanted Captain Marvel to, to name herself. No, he that. did it to himself. He's like, well, she's gone. There's nothing. There's just a shiny new nickname right here. <laughs> like he knew she wasn't really going to be back that often. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, you didn't see the scene when he um, paged her. He actually turned to the dust pile that was um, Maria Hill and said, "Don't tell her about the Marvel nickname." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was about to, but Maria Hill was gone. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there was a a draft of that in the the script at some point. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure there was. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, other things about Yondu, as we see in this, uh, he is very depressed mm -hmm. um, when this section of the of the movie starts. Like the first time that we see him in the scene, you know, when all the the other uh, reavers around him are. Uh, Wait, did I say Re wait? Which which one you is it? Said you said Reavers. Right? It was Ravagers. Damn it! Right, Reavers write that down. are worse. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's but it's it's another R word. <laughs> so <that's, laughs> all right, Ravager. Anyway, uh, yeah, all the other Ravagers are like partying, um, and they're also killing the other Ravagers that were still loyal to Yondu. So, mm -hmm. whoop, that uh, yeah, that isn't good. Um, but eventually, at least uh, um, through the power of love. He decides to break out because he wants to go help Peter. That's that's what happened, right? That's what the. Uh... I mean, yes, that is true. You can also read it as in the power of dislike for ego. I mean, hate is a type of love. No, it's yes, not, not at all. <laughs> but okay, yeah. I mean, if you're to believe like episode three of Star Wars, it's you love so much, then you just hate. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that that's how that works. But then again, who was that? Was that Yoda that said that? Well, no. That's literally what happened to Anakin. He, oh, just, okay. he just loved too much and turned evil. I I I want to disagree, but I've got nothing. I can't. I just. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I yeah, because that's that's exactly what happened to him. You're right. I've got nothing. <laughs> And then Yondu becomes the greatest hero ever by killing uh, between 110 and 145 people. That's true. We haven't seen any other heroes kill that many. Um, now, we can assume that Captain Marvel killed way, way more when she oh, yeah. 
went into space and destroyed what three Kree battleships. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Tony killed Thanos' entire army in the snap. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hmm. And Steve Rogers killed every single person in those alternate timelines. <laughs> trillions upon trillions of people. All right, well, if we're going with that, then yeah, that's <laughs> he's he's number one. Yeah. Uh, but number confirmed. Two. Okay, all right, yeah. Between Captain Marvel and um, Iron Man. Yeah, that, that one is a toss-up, because we don't know how many uh, people are in those battleships. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, all right. I could literally, I could probably look it up, and someone probably has that number. That's what I'm learning about this fandom. <laughs> that's that, that's true. Yeah, this is definitely one of those you can find the answers anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like as we learned um, when people figured out when the events of Endgame take place. Yep, by the phases of the moon. Yes. <laughs> All right. I've got nothing else for Yondu. Well, I got one more thing. He okay. um. He destroys his ship by taking, like, one-third of the ship with him. Uh-huh. Which, you know, apparently he and Craiglin are the only ones who know that could work, so it's a great backup plan. <laughs> well, um, he also did, like, throw the arrow through, like, the, I don't know, turbine or whatever. Well, yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking of, uh, why didn't Taserface take a third of the ship with him? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But <laughs> he also, didn't, like, think to run there. Yeah, something they don't make a big deal about—they destroy the Milano. Oh yeah. Wait, did they? Yeah. Uh, literally, I think. I think Yondu does it. Like you see the ship being held up, and then I think the arrow goes through the thing, and it crashes and smashes some people. Are you sure that wasn't just another ship that was like the same model? Because in the the next time we see the Guardians in Infinity War, it's they're... a different ship. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah, I remember. I'm going to look it up right now. Um, okay, I mean it's it's a number of years, so it makes sense that over time, you know, if you know, if they needed a new ship, they they got one. Plus, they're two time uh, galaxy saving people, so yep. um, they're able to increase the their rates. Yeah. Plus, um, I mean, you look in. They don't leave on the ship. They don't bring, seem to bring the ship with them. Okay, yeah. Here, hold on. Infinity yeah, because in part, yeah, in part one, they landed on the planet, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Milano was was there, right? That's when when Rocket was uh, working on it. So I guess that means that the Ravagers <laughs> took uh, must have taken that ship with them. The okay. ship in Infinity War is the Benatar. Oh, okay. Yep. Named so after Patrick. Ah. Okay. So Yondu just destroys it or drops mm-hmm. it at least, and yeah. it's probably still okay. But then when he blows up the mm-hmm. the overall ship, yeah, okay, now it's done. Yeah, I mean, I'll, and I'm used to you know, I don't know how long I've been watching it for the last six, eight entire pandemic months of um <laughs> watching Star Trek, and they make a big deal every time a ship with a name blows up. Which is like every third episode, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's definitely every movie, at very least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm like, oh, they didn't, they didn't make a big deal about it. That was interesting. Yeah. They made such a little deal. You didn't even realize it was a different ship. And the next time we see the Guardians, <laughs> yeah, 
You're, you're right. I mean, because that ship looks like it's the same model. I mean, it probably is a similar model, at least. But okay. Yeah. I mean, I've already Googled twice this episode. I'm not going to look them up side by side, but I'm sure they're different. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you don't you don't need to. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on to a rocket. Yeah, that sounds good. They're uh, they're pretty uh, similar, or the the him and Yondu at least work together a lot. So we always pretty much see them together. Yeah. Uh, what's his goal to make fun of Taserface? Does he just want to die? <laughs> Maybe. Is he, is he just being a like, jerk like he is. I I mean, in one sense, he's full of himself, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that. However, when uh, when Taserface calls the what are they called the, the, sovereign? the people the sovereign that's right so when he calls the sovereign they they laugh at his name too so maybe that's just like space culture they they just laugh at that that name like maybe it really is that stupid in space culture and on earth culture us terrans are like oh okay it's it's funny that they're laughing at it not you know the name like yeah, okay. yeah. It just kind of rolls off although you really think about it maybe taser faces his birth name he Ooh. never says that he chose his name. Rocket assumed he did. Ooh, that's even worse. I mean, I mean, there's a reason he became a pirate. He must have left his family. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Or Taserface is like an old family name, and is like well respected on the world of the Starks. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Is because. Mm-hmm. You know, I said last episode, they're named after Tony, who they think is a god. Someone called him Shellhead. So they put two random things, like a, a random thing and a body part together, and that's all their names. So Shellhead, Taserface, um, Deskfoot. Like, those are just common <laughs> names in their world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how words are made up, right? Like... You need a new word. You just put like two of them together that already exist. They they kind of describe the thing you're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they escape through brutal, brutal murder, mm-hmm. mass murder, and then um, they rocket gets a reality check that he and Yondu are the same person. Yeah. One's a little more blue. One's a little furrier. But yeah. Yeah, they're both just mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Yondu oh. said that he kind of grew up, grew out of it. But yeah, uh, well, no, it's like they do impulsive things and push people away because it's easier. That's easier to do than being close to someone and getting rejected. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Yondu did that to Quill for years. Like he obviously, from what we see in the next movie, he cares about him. Next movie, next section. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, Rocket recently lost Groot now he's taking care of baby Groot mm-hmm. so there's that I mean he he did experience loss recently yeah so yeah so yeah mm-hmm. it's like he goes Rocket doesn't seem to like he's not as bad as Drax but he doesn't seem to get like metaphors as much I'm surprised he didn't when they said uh, I know who you are you're me he's like no I'm not I'm I'm furry and small and over here and you're tall and blue and got bad teeth <laughs> but I think that would have undercut the tension. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder if maybe on, on Rocket's side, he's just, 
<clears throat> he he doesn't want to agree. Like mm-hmm. he, he, it's just that that extension of that part of the character, right? He's being an ass. So when someone makes some kind of comparison, he's like, "Nope, I whatever you say, I have to say the opposite." Oh yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, anything else for Rocket? Nah, not too much. I mean, he gets them out pretty much once. Uh, once they get the the arrow controller thingy, um, he puts it on Yandu and they leave. He oh, actually, you know what? He does. He does really want to get to the other guardians on Ego, mm-hmm. um, which I forget if it was in this part or the next part of of the movie where where yondu asks him and he says oh yeah i really want to get there because i want to hold this over uh peter's face uh, over his head for years um but, i think uh, it's i think it's this part okay because they make a quite a big entrance to the next part <laughs> <laughs> that's right so okay so yeah so uh he you know he, he says that but when when they're in space and they're gonna do all those jumps um he doesn't even stop to think about it, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, what is it? Yandu says if it's oh, like fifty jumps is unsafe, and they're about to do four hundred. Yeah, uh, this was going to be my twelve percent of the plan, but I'm wondering if those the jumps being unsafe is the reason why a faster than light um, travel is important in Captain Marvel. It doesn't have the side effects. Oh, that makes sense. Because I've been like, since that movie came out, I've been thinking like, they've got this kind of honeycomb space jump thing. Why do they need faster than light travel? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's not as fast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't have the side effects. Yeah, that, that's true. You don't have to. You, you can't do like let's do forty. Okay, now let's rest for a day. I know. Right, now another forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Here's an, a list of things that Groot think is a fin. <laughs> <laughs> Underwear. Mm-hmm. An Olinen, which is an alien rat thing. An eye. A desk. A toe. And looks like a tin of candy. <laughs> the, the, the toe is what got me. I, <laughs> I just... I, I just not stop laughing for a few minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's also interesting seeing Rocket's response because Rocket saw the eye. He was mm-hmm. like, "Oh no, that's hilarious! Let's let's keep the eye." Uh, Rocket sees the toe and he's mortified. Yeah. Um. Also, that means well, he obviously cut someone's toe off. That also <laughs> begs the question: since no one woke up, he probably used his vines to strangle the person to death before <laughs> cutting the toe off. That might be what happened. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the toe wasn't very bloody, so if blood wasn't moving when he cut it off, then, then they were dead, so. That's true. Yeah, okay. Is the eye he finds the same eye he gives Thor in Infinity War? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a he tells a story that he like won yeah. it in a game or, or took it in a game or something. Like, oh, he won the game, and then he went back and took the eye. Well, I mean, really... Rocket wins the game of this life. <laughs> he beats everyone in life. That is true. Yeah. Um, but no, I, yeah. I assume that he probably just didn't grab it when they escaped. And then he got the eye from someone else. Okay. 
they had a few years. That's true. Um, Baby Groot hates hats. <laughs> well, yeah. It makes sense to me. Because in a universe where you don't know the shape of anyone's everyone's head, you can just assume that those were parts of their head. Yeah, exactly. And and we also know that like adult Groot from the first Guardians movie, um, he had trouble seeing like knowing who was who also, right? Yeah, um, genders, definitely. Yep, exactly. Like, you know, he uh Rocket told him to grab Peter, but instead he grabbed Gamora. Right? So yeah. So I, I I could see Baby Groot having pretty much the same problem. That's true. Yeah, that's all I have for Groot. He's murderous, just like Rocket and Yondu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, consider who's raising him. It, it makes sense. The, yeah. the types of missions they're always going on. Yeah. I mean, that proves my point in, like, he wasn't really trying to hurt Drax in the first part. Because he could have just thrown Drax right off that platform they were on. I guess, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to our other heroes on Ego's planet. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, who do you want to start with? Star Lord or sure. someone else? Okay. Um, he gets his powers and he plays catch with his dad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was um. You know, watching that scene in my mind, realizing they were just, you know, all of this was, was fake. Like, they weren't actually throwing a thing because that was just added as CGI later. Um, made it, it just look weird. I don't know why. Um, really? Do you think they they actually just had him throwing nothing instead of, like, having a ball that they were throwing and just CGI over it? The movement of it? seemed like it wasn't a ball like because mm. if they were throwing an actual ball I, I feel like it would have looked a little bit smoother okay um, that's fair yeah i i think whatever they did in cgi like to you know to make it look like this otherworldly thing they they kind of made it look a little bit weirder yeah yeah i gotta rewatch it yeah there's probably there's like no weight to it it's obvious that they're pretending mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly but like, eh, not in a bad way. I mean, they're all uh, good enough actors to be in a big budget film like this. So you know, they That's they true. pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, most of my notes for Quill are in other people, but I just want to say, it's crazy that Quill was totally about to be on Ego's side until he finds out that he killed his mom. Yeah, um, I mean, he was kind of taken over a little bit, mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I wonder when he was in that semi mind control state, how much he realized about Ego's plan of pretty much taking over the, the galaxy. Yeah, I don't think even at the end when he like shakes it off, I don't mm -hmm. think he ever like really realizes it. Um, I mean, he does afterwards, like, he's completely free. Mm -hmm. oh, but yeah. it's like, he's never like, well, he's going to take over the whole universe, but that's cool. No, he's like, M I'm making my dad, I'm helping my dad fulfill his destiny. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't ask too many questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, apparently the biggest deal is um, the thing that will turn anyone against anyone is killing their mom, which is fair. But it's just like, <laughs> yeah. this is the same thing that happened to Tony. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's why he went after Bucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And by extension, Cap. Oh, yeah. I mean, Cap was just... Cap was more in the way. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. If Cap just said, all right, go ahead, Tony would have blown his head off and the day would have been over. Mm-hmm. They would have gone out and had snow cones. Yep. No, dude, they're in Siberia. They need something warm. They would have had hot cocoa. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Hot cocoa. Uh, I, I'm sure Tony owns a hotel in the area, so it would mm-hmm. have hung out in a hot tub, too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else is going on. Then that hot tub would turn out to be a time machine, and then things would get weird. No, then, then we just have Endgame early. Yeah, okay. Skip Infinity War. <laughs> I mean, we're here. Might as well take all the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Not that they know what Infinity Stones are at all. Yeah, uh, you know, they, they just they, they take them all, and then they see Thanos and like, oh, we should use these now. They had no idea why they were or, collecting or, them. Shadowy figure told them to collect them all, and in the end they find out that shadowy figure was um, the Red Skull all along. Yeah. Or it would be like, um, Tony's a bad influence on uh, Steve, so Steve, they go to Asgard and just screw with Thor before they know him and keep taking his hammer, moving it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Well, uh, no, because before they knew Thor, he anyone could move his hammer. I mean, like, the the few months between... Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Was Thor, Thor and, and Avengers? Avengers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And, well, that yeah. makes sense. All right. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing right here for Peter. Uh, same. Yeah, like you said, he he really is a, a part of pretty much all these other storylines. So, yeah. um, in that case, Gamora. Yeah. yeah. Um, she dances with Peter for mm-hmm. and without like whatever attacking him like she did in the first movie <laughs> that's good couple months you, you get used to his weird stuff like dancing mm-hmm. yeah and then she she pushes it this movie pushes it to the logical concu- conclusion like um if steve never figure out any references because she gets mad that she doesn't like she gets, she's frustrated that she doesn't know what a cheers is or what ratings are <laughs> Well, yeah, because uh, Peter just talks about all that stuff. Like, everyone knows it. (laughs) Which is actually a little funny, because given the age range of people who watch this movie, some of those people have no idea what Cheers is. Nope. Yeah, I mean, you can go in and re-watch Cheers if you really want to. It's like, um, oh, my wife and I did that maybe a year ago. We re-watched all of Cheers and Frasier. It was a delight. But... Um, like after WandaVision came out, there was a bunch of people who were like discovering um Dick Van Dyke and Bewitched for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is really weird for me because even <laughs> though we're nowhere near that age, I knew what they were. Yeah. I mean I don't know how you knew I knew them because there was nothing to watch after school at one mm-hmm. point and so that was the TV show I had. Yeah. On. <laughs> and then Nick and Knight was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't understand why Peter keeps doing I I know he's very mature and stuff, but he knows that no one gets his references. It's not like, oh, Peter, you're so smart for referencing Cheers or um, Knight Rider. I couldn't remember the name of that show. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that's like a, that's got to be like some developmental issue with him. I, I don't know if it's like a, a bad thing, but like, like he's clinging to all of this stuff from Earth that he knew mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Um, and I mean, he remembers it after all this time. Now, granted, I'm sure he had like zero uh, media and all this other stuff to like watch or pay attention to when he was growing up uh, under Yondu. But like, he hasn't watched anything new since. Yeah, like, I mean, this, there this is no such TV. thing as space pop culture. He was not making a bunch of space references. <laughs> I guess not. No one ever does. He's the only one. Yeah, I wonder how that would play though. If they met, like in Guardians Three, if they met a guy who just made a bunch of space references that <laughs> we as an audience didn't get, I would love that. I, we we talked about this once. I think um, we did. like probably yeah, Guardians I, One. <laughs> <laughs> I I would love that. I think it would be funny um, just to like see it like keep popping up. Um, it's not the type of bit that would work for a long time, like one movie character sort of thing or a character that shows up every so often. But uh, I, I think it could work. I, I like the concept. I want to see it tried at least. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who would do that? I don't know anything about Beta Ray Bill, so throw him in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Um, a little surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no. I guess that makes sense. I was about to say Thor might do something like that, but eh. Oh, you know what would be funny? Um, someone who keeps making new references like from earth mm-hmm. um like things that peter knows nothing about but like it's a thing everyone on earth knows about you know something like that like if deadpool gets oh. sent to the guardians yes that would be perfect that, yeah. there we go you keep talking about tacos and chimichangas peter quill's like what what's that what's a what's a taco or a chimichanga yeah, i mean <laughs> everyone knows they weren't invented until 1995 so he wouldn't know yeah, exactly. Once Taco Bell opened up in, um, in no, Spain. No, <laughs> Guardians uh, um, 3. Rocket has just spent five years on Earth. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I know someone's going to call me out. He, I know he wasn't on Earth the whole time, but he's been communicating with Earth. He know, He probably knows mm-hmm. a little bit about yeah, Earth he- at this point. Yeah, he went back and forth. There, there was some stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Nebula is going to join the <laughs> Guardians as like a permanent team member in Volume mm-hmm. 3. She does not seem like that kind of person, but maybe just to mess with Quill, she'll she'll like run a line or two that Rocket tells her to say. Yeah, that or, I mean, she spent a lot of time with Tony. That's true. I mean, I don't think she's going to have a great sense of humor, but... <laughs> She's going to make a joke, and everyone's just going to stop and stare at her because it's so out of <laughs> out of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we'll talk about Nebula. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess we can talk about Nebula now, but in the with the fight. Yeah, uh, r- really quickly. I guess just before we move chronologically, um, I-, I said this last time in the first third of the movie, but I'm giving Gamora points again just because she doesn't trust Ego at all. Like she's 
if, like every turn she's trying to figure out what's going on every single thing ego says she's questioning mm-hmm. um so i i like that she's the the smart one she uh isn't just jumping all in and to be fair peter who wanted his dad for you know ever um you know he has a good reason to not be paying attention to these things uh drax is just in his character to not pay attention to those things so it's it's a good thing someone does now it's one of those storyline moments where it doesn't matter because everyone finds out at the same time Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah also you gotta remember it was also nebula's idea to come here I don't remember that, but okay. And yeah, because she was like, um, we should go because you've always wanted a dad, and if he's evil, we can just kill him. No, oh, uh, Gamora. That's what, totally what I meant. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? I did that a lot. I did that a lot when I was taking notes, too. Nebula and Gamora, for some reason, I keep confusing. Like, in well, I mean, they're, the, the, the spelling is almost the same. It's like a difference of one character. So. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, yeah, they have some of the same vowels. They have one of the same vowels. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nebula has a B, and Gamora ends with an A. You're right, and you know what? They're right next to each other in the ABCs. Not on my keyboard, but in the alphabet. Yeah. Alright, anyway. So, you want to talk about the Nebula fighting Nebula? Or Gamora fighting <laughs> a squid? Nebula? I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Um... So, you know how I complain about, like, Thor with that girder in the Age of Ultron I did this last week and complain about Drax being, like, hit over a million things and being over the top? Mm-hmm. Um, this moment is so far intentionally over the top, it becomes great again. <laughs> <laughs> this, this fight? Or are you talking about when Gamora picks up the gun from the ship and uses it to shoot? Back That's back? part of it. But also, um, the intensity of Nebula attacking her, crashing the ship into Nebula, or into Gamora, <laughs> and Gamora just surviving. The end, the gun thing, the ending explosion, when they both explode, and Gamora gets up and she's fine, Nebula has to put herself back together. <laughs> All of it yeah. together. Yeah, mm-hmm. One of my top ten action sequences in the MCU. I don't know how high, but at least number like nine or ten. <laughs> it's it, it was good. You know, one of the things about the uh, the I mean, because it, it was mostly just Nebula in a spaceship versus Gamora by herself. Yes, <laughs> uh, which which is a big part of that absurdity. Um, you know, one of the things that I thought was really funny um, the the scene where Nebula is just driving that spaceship as far into that cave as she can go (laughs) yep and it reminded me of like being a kid and playing video games where you would be able to drive a a vehicle around like in my mind it was halo Mm -hmm. like you'd have the warthog and hey if i have this thing that's cool it has like unlimited ammo if i get the gun so let me drive as far into a building as i can and spending like a half hour just trying to get it in and like eventually you hit something and you have to stop, but you can get pretty far in some yeah. of those some of those levels. Yeah, this is like total visi- video game <clears throat> video game logic, mm-hmm. and it's the greatest thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it did make me think about something with the explosion at the end, and Nebula, uh, Nebula has to like pull herself together, and Gamora's pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. 
I think Gamora's species is just stronger than Nebula's species. That that would make sense. I, I mean, considering how much stuff has changed in Nebula's body, like mm-hmm. now, granted, Gamora's probably has a bunch of other cybernetic enhancements too. We don't we don't know what she does or doesn't have. Um, That's something I think. If she has cybernetic enhancements, it would be because she lost to Nebula before, which I'm pretty sure has never happened. And I think that would have been like really highlighted. I don't know. I mean, I because I feel like they did say in the first one that she has enhancements and she could have gotten them just because Thanos wanted her to have them, not mm-hmm. because she lost. Yeah. Like, I think Nebula got even more because she was always losing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's almost any of Nebula left. There oh, yeah, Nebula. probably not. Maybe some of the skin? Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole ship of Theseus situation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, well, this fight is the, f- the closest Nebula ever got to winning. So now they're sisters. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. I mean, this whole movie is just about, like, emotional realizations after a gigantic fight scene. One second. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Had to think about it. Just wanted to be sure. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's them, too. Um, Star-Lord. Um, Rocket. Yeah, Rocket, uh, Gamora again, mm-hmm. um, realizing her feelings for Peter uh, at the end of this movie. Um, Baby Groot, realizing he does like Drax. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then they yeah. find a bunch of skulls. Yay. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that has a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, in on one hand, you, you could see you you could understand that there might be a logical explanation for it. But mm-hmm. then Ego's like, yeah, I'm the only living thing here, or him and Mantis are the only two living beings on the planet. Well, now you have a bunch of questions. Like what? Like, why are they there? Why are they all in the same pit? Um, Those were all his offspring. Oh, yeah, no, we know the answer. Gamora oh. and Nebula don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, in Nebula and Gamora's mind, he's a homicidal maniac. Which is a fair assumption to make. Like <laughs> you should verify it. Uh but uh but yeah, it's 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 easy to, to think that and then I mean there are literally to... two suspects. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, maybe he doesn't like visitors and anyone who shows up who doesn't leave immediately, he he kills. He's like, Hey, you gotta get out of here and they're like, No they're like, Alright, well into the pit you go. After you're dead, of course. <laughs> or not. You mean you could just starve in the pit. That's yeah, that's true. That's possible. Yeah. Um, anything else for Gamora? Uh no. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. I think we should talk about uh I put Mantis over here. Because she does, you know, okay. the right thing by telling him about uh what happened. At the very last minute, but yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Um, so is Mantis, 
he found ego found mantis as a larva right yes did, did he know about her powers when she was a baby my assumption was that he knows that that's a thing that that race can do and he just like popped over took one of the larva and, and okay that's it. I was wondering if her race or planet was destroyed by ego. Which is also possible, but mm-hmm. I I mean we we never get a a a yes or no on that kind yeah. of answer. No no hint. So I I would assume he didn't. He he just walked over like while he was there trying to mate with someone there to to make an offspring. Mm-hmm. He decided to to get one of the already made offspring for himself. Yeah. That was another thing is like was or was she one of his offspring, and she just kept him because she had even though she didn't have the light, she had some power. Oh, that's possible. Um, I would think no, because I feel like she would have mentioned that. I mean, there's no reason for him to tell her. Well, yeah, so that way she like tries to harness it like i assume that he told all of those those people Mm -hmm. that he sired and uh and then they tried to conjure whatever special power and then it didn't work for them and then they snapped he just snapped their neck right there i think so yeah um one thing i noticed about this why why i wanted to talk to you about mantis after gamora was i noticed that for the first time when gamora grabs mantis by the neck she says you're scared or you have fear. Mm-hmm. I always thought she was reading Gamora, but I think she changed her emotions. Cause she goes, What did Gamora goes, What did you do to me? And she looks more scared after that. Oh. That would make sense. Yeah, you're you're right. Um yeah, I I never picked up on that. I kind of wonder, maybe maybe she enhanced an emotion that she already had. Mm-hmm. But at a minimum, yeah, she affected Gamora. She she changed something. Yeah, you're you're right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I was always confused up until this rewatch, wondering like, why does she say, "What did you do to me?" Like, mm-hmm. she, you literally didn't do anything. But yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, that's all I have for uh, Mantis. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, Drax, the last of the heroes. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have for Drax is him remembering his daughter, and it just shows him, like, he's not outright crying. This is just a feeling of sadness he probably always has. <laughs> but he, um, it shows him to be more complex. Like, we, we were kind of criticizing him last week for being a very simple character, because he was just laughing, and that was all he was feeling at the same time. Uh-huh, yeah. So I'm just like, well, I want to give Drax a little bit of credit. Mm-hmm. That's true. He he's he's uh similar to a, a living in the moment kind of person. Like mm-hmm. When he's sad, he's sad. You know, something reminds him of his family. Um, when he's laughing at Star Lord, he's like all in on the laughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything else for Drax? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, okay. He, I mean, he spent the entire time just insulting Mantis, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, then in that case, let's take a quick break before we move on to our next section. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Everyone, we all know the dumbest name that has ever existed. 
Tony, what is the second dumbest name to ever exist? First of all, I thought you were going to say the dumbest name, Tony. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, the second dumbest name is, um, oh, what was it? Deskfoot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Adam. Listen, no one wants to spend weeks thinking of a cool name just to find out everyone else immediately knows how stupid it is. That's how you end up calling yourself Taserface or Star-Lord. Our friends at New Name are here to help you choose a uh, new name for yourself. Here's a classic example. Let's say you're the kind of person who is an entire planet who wants to spread your seed to every planet you can get to. The new names suggested for you would be something like Ego or Kurt. Let's try another example. Let's say um, you can only say the words I am Groot in that order. Uh, well, then the new name suggested for you would be something like Groot or Gary or Gamo Beard. Uh, important note, this is for a personal name, not a superhero name like one of our previous sponsors. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free name for your sidekick when you purchase one or more new names for yourself. <laughs> to the villains. Yeah. I ask you to what end? Dread it, run from it, destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. I wanted to do this together. That I suppose you'll have to learn by spending the next thousand years as a battery. Um, I've got Ego, Taserface, and Nebula, because she's doesn't actually do anything heroic. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do Taserface and Nebula before Ego, because I think okay. we'll have the most for Ego. Yeah, yeah. Um, Taserface. I guess we'll start with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or as he's known by his full name, Phil Taserface. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to give him a point, just mm -hmm. right off the bat, for knowing that you can't just kill Baby Groot because he's just too cute. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> So if they... only, like, the people of Star Wars knew that about Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I, I think that also shows you just how evil the Empire really is. It is true. It's very, very true. Um, yeah, so he's uh, releasing anyone who supports Yondu at the airlock. Which is smart. Also, surprise no one lied. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are pirates. The only honest one is Craglin, and he just messed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he was, uh, I don't want to say confused. He was, um, I mean, he was genuinely concerned. Mm hmm. Right? So, mm hmm. Sure. And then we kind of talked about this already, but his last moment in the galaxy, alive, he's being laughed at by a gold lady. Because <laughs> of his stupid name. <laughs> That's my whole note. Gets laughed at for a stupid name. <laughs> uh, so he was he, he was leader for like what? Not even a day, less than twenty four hours. Yeah. Okay. He did a good job. Got the whole ship blowed up. He really should have just killed. Well, Nebula tells him to stay to keep him, but they should just kill Yondu. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yep. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Nebula? Yeah, Nebula. So she takes payment in 10% of the bounty on Rocket and Yondu. 
mm-hmm. a, a ship and a new hand. Yeah, and she's not picky about the hand. Apparently they have more, and she's like, nah, this first one that you found is good. I'll take well, it. Well, it almost matches her other hand. That's true. You know, it works well enough. You don't want to, like, spend the next six hours just comparing these other models. Like, oh, this other one is slightly better in this scenario. Like, no, yeah, just mm-hmm. save yourself the effort. Yeah. And uh, her her plan is to murder her sister and destroy Thanos. Not to get a nice hat to make the other ladies go, woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's both sexist and hilarious. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And way too intense for Craigman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nebula's not great at planning, is she? Because she's going to kill her sister, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then destroy Thanos. But her first goal, killing her sister, she destroys her means of getting off the planet. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's got that one-track mind. She, I mean, she was wanting to fight uh, Gamora just purely out of anger. Um, mm-hmm. And her fight against Thanos might have been similar situation. Um, but yeah, she just, just wanted to fight Gamora. That's it. it. It didn't matter who or what got in the way. Yeah. And you know what? I'm sure her fight against Thanos will go much better than her fight against Gamora. <laughs> yeah, until Thanos walks in. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, we kind of talked all about Nebula in this section. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Ego? Yeah. So when they arrive on Ego's planet, it mm-hmm. says real big layers Ego's planet. But shouldn't it just say Ego, because he is the planet? I mean, six to one, half to the dozen. Either. I mean, it, it, yeah, he is the planet. Uh, they do call it Planet Ego in like the other um, stuff, I think, later in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, Or at roughly that same time, when Rocket was punching in like the coordinates or whatever into the ship to go, like it, the thing said Ego on it. So that's also weird that it's like it's just a planet everywhere or you can easily look up. <laughs> um maybe that's not that easy to look up. Maybe the um ravagers just knew where it was because they were taking kids there. Oh yeah. You're totally right. I didn't even think about that. Um so he reveals he's a celestial. Mm-hmm. Who we've seen them before. Um, the head uh, that nowhere is is a celestial, and also uh, the wielder of the Infinity Stones in that like screen thing that the collector showed in Guardians One was also a celestial. Oh yeah, okay. I find it weird that like the most base maybe this answers your question from earlier, the most <laughs> basic versions of humans. Or of of life, of a body, he automatically makes a humanoid body. Before he's <laughs> ever met a, a creature. Did he? Okay. I th- That part I wasn't sure. Like, I, I, this is one of those things, like, I'm not sure if that's what he does just to make it easier to understand for Peter. Or, yeah. like, when he met the other children he had, did he show everything in their life form? 
Oh, that's a good point. Impossibly. I mean, yeah, it's almost... I assume it's no effort to make those dioramas to show everything. Because that's real convenient that he just had those there. <laughs> that should have yeah. been a huge red flag that he's had so many people there that he's had to show this multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has the story ready and everything. Yeah. I mean, I assume he made those like at the flip of a wrist or whatever. Yeah. Or or he got Mantis to do it. He could do it, but also he could just put Mantis to work. <laughs> well, she's not doing anything. All right. It's not yeah. like he's going to teach her stuff. So It's true. Um. <laughs> so, so taking a step back, I'm just kind of thinking about, like, you know, once, once this movie's done, they have a couple of years, like Mantis, she doesn't know anything about the world, so they kind of probably are are teaching her stuff. So maybe they have like a little school session going and then baby Groot. Well, he's growing, so he's going to be taught stuff. And then Drax, why not? Like he might as well just be taught stuff, even though he's not going to learn anything. He just might as well be there. So I'm just imagining like the other three guardians just switching off. You've got rocket teaching them, uh, Gamora (laughs) teaching them stuff. Like she's actually trying. And then star Lord's just in there talking about uh, tales from earth or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I'm real curious. I mean, I'm really looking forward to Guardians 3 even more than I was before. Because now that we're like deep diving into this, I want to see more of Mantis. And I want to see, what does Drex do now that Thanos is dead? <laughs> yeah, I, he he just veges out. He uh, becomes just like Fat Thor. Yeah. Fat Drax. Yeah, well, I mean, Thor obviously is going to have a good influence on everybody. That's right, because he's going to be traveling with them. So, yeah. yeah. So as he gets back into shape, um, everyone except Peter will also get back into shape. (laughs) Or Peter's just going to be super ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, because he's competing. He has to impress um, the non-dead alternate timeline tomorrow. That's true. Gamora's not even there. Thor had to take a Gamora's shift in his teaching. (laughs) <laughs> i could see him doing a, a pretty decent job about that yeah. yeah he's old enough he he's well versed in other languages like root mm-hmm. which to be fair everyone on that ship is but. well yeah i mean that's some biological thing because no one taught groot how to say i am groot <laughs> yeah exactly Uh, so Ego gets really excited when um, Quill has powers, probably because this is like the 400th time and it finally worked. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, we, we don't know how long, how much time he's been spending doing this, but at a minimum, a few decades, mm-hmm. probably longer. Yeah, he is thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have a couple of questions about Ego and his plan and all this stuff. Okay. Um, did he kill all of the people that he had the kids with, right? Because you know, we see that he killed Peter's mom. Did he kill the other moms? No, I, you know, I'm going to say that he was actually in love with Meredith, or at least his version of love. Okay, all right. Which uh, makes sense, right? I, I'll take that. Um, but then that also gives me the question, or the, I guess your assumption answers the, the next question that I had. Did he also love the other people he had the kids with, too? But 
if you're saying that he only killed Meredith because he loved her, um, one, that that's a that's a even bigger red flag right there uh, for his plans. But also, um, okay, then yeah, that means he didn't kill any of the other women he had children with. Unless uh, they were a species that like ate their mate. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I could see him wanting to get out of there real quick. Now, I mean, he'll live through it from what we know, you know, being yeah, a celestial true. and all, but you, you still, it's not a situation you want to be in. Yeah. So if they kill... If they kill his body and he's on another planet, will the light have to remake him on Ego? On the planet Ego? Or will he pop up right there? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, the light itself is physically there in that spot. Mm -hmm. He does have to travel. That's what the purpose of that spaceship is for. So... I guess he would just pop up there. Yeah. I wonder if there are more of him, if there's multiple. Like, can he make multiple? I don't think so. Because okay. I think if he can make multiples of himself, he would be fighting all the Guardians at the end of the, in the third part of the movie. Ah, uh, good point. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah. I mean, that's it. We kind of covered everything else with him taking over Quill and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, him murdering Meredith. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. In that case, uh, we can move on to Guy in the Chair. Guy in the Chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Um, I don't have anything because I only had notes for Mantis, but we put her in the hero section. Yeah, um, the only thing is uh, Kraglin a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, they killed all his friends. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So 12% of the plan? <laughs> yeah, 12% of the plan. I also have nothing here. No, we already talked about my thing. Alright, uh, in that case... Tony, you have a question of the day to close out the episode. I do. Where is Gamora? Yeah, I'll do you one better. Who's Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? You got heart, kid. Where you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Well, then tell me what's so important about today's date. <laughs> what was the question again? So. So if Guardians of Galaxy Volume 2 was not subtitled Volume 2, but actually given a real subtitle, like, we know, Ragnarok, The Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Age of Ultron, Endgame, The Dark World, um, Multiverse of Madness, uh, Civil War. If, they, if this was given a real um, subtitle, what would the subtitle be, Al? <laughs> All right, so I have a, a couple of ideas. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the, the, the very generic one. Um, Guardians 2, Electric Boogaloo, um, or Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, yeah. Especially uh, with the end credits being kind of like a disco thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that would work, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, I had another one. I should have written these down. Uh, I knew I was going to forget them. Um, uh, great. All right, now I can't. Uh, you know, other generic things. Uh, daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going with Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 
Ego's ego. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because he wants to be everywhere, so it's like his ego is the problem. Yeah, I like it. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else before we close up? No, I think we're good. So join us next time as we cover Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Part 3. That is from this moment in the movie all the way to the end. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Part 2, signing off. Have a marvelous day. See you.